I'll tell you this much for free. If there's a better opening theme song in the podcast world, I haven't heard it. This is the DYM podcast, everybody. My name is Andrew, the cool breeze Fiore. With me, as always, is Sean Dutch Donnelly, everybody. Shawnee. All right. How is it going, DYM Nation? I am am so excited to be here. I agree. I don't think you get a better... um, theme song even though we had somebody tweeted us change your theme song listen what what communist said that it's always going to be defend your movie we just tried to appeal to the masses with the dym switcheroo it's always there's always going to be movie defending going on in this podcast it is at its core it's a movie podcast so please don't get in our face with change the fucking the the theme song come on that's one of the best parts of this podcast DYM just meant we're defending other stuff now, you know? Now we're just de- yeah. de- defend your music. We're going to defend, defend your yeah, mom. We're going to defend your mom, defend your music. Mom. <laughs> now mom got thrown in there. So <laughs> Somebody talking shit to Mrs. D, I'll kill him. <laughs> if somebody's talking shit to Mrs. Dutch, I'll get right in their I'll, face. I'll street fight him. I'll absolutely street fight him. <laughs> It'll uh, be like a uh, Anchorman style street fight. Uh, yeah. Yeah, just, I got piano well, legs and it's, you know, it's, nets. it's just all groups of podcast hosts just meeting up to fucking battle. <laughs> yeah. Just like a, there should be should set up. Oh, that'd be funny if we did that one day. A fantasy league of all the different podcast hosts, but like warrior style, like what would yes. their gang be and who would win the, the actual <laughs> battle? It's just me and you traveling from the Bronx to Coney Island. Yeah, we have to stop every block because we're out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> We're not the most in shape. No, not at all. They're like, uh, actually, Shawnee, I, every time, guys, if you're not watching this on Laugh Button, Shawnee's disappearing, by the way. I, that's way, uh, very like nice of you to say. Pace. Very nice of you to say, but not true. Still, I'm trying to do a bit on stage where I, I, I say, I go, hey, I lost 60 pounds, right? And uh, I, But I go, a lot of you are thinking, no, you didn't. Like, if you're still fat, <laughs> like, that's hilarious. It's funny, right? Like, it's like that. It's very hard to tell people. That's why I don't bring it up because it's like not that I don't know who's bringing it up uh, on ass, but I mean, like, that's but like if you if you're still fat and you tell people I lost weight, they're like, are you sure? Did you check? <laughs> did you check everywhere? Did you check all of your body for all of the weight? But. Yeah, I was in, uh, you know, as you know, you know, Andy, I am. I was in. Uh, I think. I think I was in jeopardy of dying, so I had to do something no, about it. I don't. Think and it was uh, that dire straits. And it's. It, uh, I think there was a diabetes factor going on. I think. I think okay, I told that baby. story on the podcast. I, I told you that story on the podcast where I went. Well, to uh to my doctor and he goes he realized he hadn't taken blood work from me in three years he goes how have i not taken blood from you in three years and he goes is it possible i gave you the paperwork and you just never went to the lab and i'm like it's possible it's totally possible that yeah, i didn't anything go possible do a fucking medical errand yeah i totally i don't because i'm you know ignoring my own health and yeah. he goes okay so it was so dire that he did blood work right there in the office like this is like a while yeah. ago and uh, so then about two days later, I get a phone call from him and he goes, he, this is a doctor, mind you. And he goes, I think I don't we know how this I don't know how this is possible. You got this phone call. I think you're right. Because he goes, I don't know how this is possible, but you're fine. He goes, <laughs> <laughs> That's never a good idea when the doctor is shocked. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The results. Yeah. When you have a doctor go, I've never seen this in all my years of doctoring that you're OK. <laughs> Uh, beyond all medical comprehension, uh, somehow you're negative for diabetes. <laughs> so but that was my, the the beginning of me trying to because I'm I'm not a, see the good thing about Andy is you have the advantage of being a tall man. I guess you're so, a but tall I man. Eat like I think a fucking dumpster. yeah yeah, but it's one of those things where I but I feel like when you if you put your mind to it, you lose weight uh, pretty fast. True, I can. Yeah. I just don't care to. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I, I don't have I, that it's, advantage. It's just my favorite thing to do in the world. I also have an addictive personality. Eating to me is like a vice, like anything else. It's like, sure. I have forty beers in a night. It's a, I have twelve sandwiches. You know. It's like, right. Uh, right. Right. That's my mindset. But um, yeah. 
But yeah, when you're, I, I you're like six the, foot, what? Six foot two, six foot three, six three, six three, six three. Six three yeah. So I'm five nine at tops. Like, yeah, I'm not five eight. I'm not five nine. I'm I'm like you know five eight and change. Smack which dab in the middle. Smack dab in the middle. And I'm and I was like, I'll just say it. I was at two hundred and seventy pounds. It's fucking enormous. Like that's huge. Yeah. And I just got more and more used to it. And I'm still over too. I'm trying to get under two hundred pounds. That's what Ooh, I'm that's a big well. Congratulations on your progress so far. You're doing great, and you look even better. Thank you very much, my friend. I appreciate it. Um, I don't care for your decorations, but other than that, <laughs> you mean my background? My, my... Uh, yeah, you uh, you've lived here six months now. What you throw some stuff on the wall? The only thing on the wall is an, a misplaced outlet for some reason. <laughs> why is that outlet at five foot four? <laughs> wait, wait. Why do you? Did you always have a guitar on your wall behind you? Yeah, I have two. Oh, I didn't know. I always thought there was like pictures behind you. Oh, you're in a different part of where you of your in my bedroom. I oh, you are. Two oh, guitars, two TVs. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? What are you? A, a sports bookie? What do you have? Two Did TVs I not in your before? <laughs> no, I don't think. <laughs> what are you? What are you? Fucking De Niro I, at the end of Casino with those, with I got those glasses. OTB going on. Up here. <laughs> so the one behind me was my uh, TV in my bedroom forever, and it's just an old Samsung. So the volume just stopped working so yeah. i bought a new one i had it um shipped to my apartment and i mounted that one which you can see in between the guitars and uh i thought it was a bigger size because that one really looks puny <laughs> it doesn't look that great but i mounted it i was very proud of myself and this is yeah i just haven't gotten rid of this yet it's just pure laziness oh that's what it, i thought it you might have had two up so they can keep each other company like when people get two I, dogs no no because I, I only have one cable box. <laughs> yeah I, I buy the old i got the new one three months before i had to throw out the old one just to make it feel <laughs> just so it could be with it while it died while the volume went out yeah um, but speaking of all these medical profession uh, professionals, I went and got my teeth cleaned on Wednesday. I had a big day this past week, Wednesday. I went to the dentist teeth cleaning. I went and got my haircut and my beard trimmed all in one fell swoop. And which one would you think takes longer? Just a haircut and a beard trim. And or, uh, or teeth or teeth dentist. cleaning. I would say what would take longer. It should be a teeth cleaning. It should be the teeth cleaning. Yeah, I was out of my dentist's chair in 20 minutes. Now, Dr. Kornblau in the city, I will give her a plug because she's great and she's so gentle. You do half your mouth? Fat. No, she's just lightning quick. Yeah, she knows. She's good. She goes, I didn't, people don't want to be here. I go, Doc, you're the best. You're the best. Because I am that little kid terrified of the dentist. I'm very fidgety in the chair. I, I, I get icky feeling and it's just, you know, little kid. So, so you're not you're, you're you're saying you're not Bill Murray in uh, Little Shop of Horrors, who was no, really, no. <laughs> one of my favorite scenes ever in a movie. Uh, so I'm trying, you know, I'm in the city, and normally where we uh, normally where I work is at Sirius XM, which is on 49th Street in Midtown. For years, I set it up so I have all my things right around me. I've got my dentist on 49th Street. I got my barber on 49th Street. So I go well as long as I'm going to one, let me do the other. Yeah, as, as well as on there. Get the whole so, package, Andy. The whole kitten kabood. So I walk over to the barber, and you never like to see a new guy in the barber shop. Oh no! You have to. Have, you have to have your guy. You yeah, have, I got you have my a guy. But I'm there, and I called ahead, and uh, it sounded like my boy Rigo on the phone. So I go, oh, this is perfect. I got made a five o'clock appointment. I walk over. I have no idea who this goober is. Hold on. Did you and say Vigo or Rigo? Was Vigo. Vigo. Is, is your barber the the, no, the bad guy from the, Ghostbusters too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a super sweet guy named Rigo. Very religious dude. Every time he like would do that little bless thing before he'd cut my hair, I go, I didn't know it was that dire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so yeah. But what he is he saying? Great. What is he seeing at the top of your head that makes him get the know, sign just, of the cross? He just sees Lord. the apocalypse. Like, yeah. <laughs> guide these hands straight and true and cut this man's hair. Yeah, yeah. he's like he's like a uh, a medieval knight on its way to battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he kneels in front of the chair before he cuts your hair. <laughs> I'm going, Rigo's just a trim. Relax, buddy. It's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's the end of the world if you make a mistake. He's like, he's like, I swear by my sword. You mean your scissors? I swear by my scissors, you will get the best cut of your life. He's got the scissors and a cross. Uh, <laughs> that was good. That was good. Thanks. All right. That was a reach. But so I got a new guy. You never like, as you know, people, you never like to see a new guy. 
and very sweet kid. But I'm going, uh, yeah, just a quick trim around. I, I keep it on the you know longer side, a little scrubby, and just the beard. I think because this is like an old school man's man barbershop, you know, little Tony, uh, uh, little Igor and Tony be good. It's a classic style barbershop where they do every little thing. They got the straight blade with the razor. And I think because he was new, he's trying to do everything perfect and doing it in the, the oh, protocol. Sure. And everything the right way because if the boss is watching or whatever, an hour and a half I'm in this fucking chair. Oh my god, dude! I'm going. I could have had nine dentist checkups by now, and it's fine. Like I'm obviously not. My hair's all unbrushed now. It's a good haircut, but like I daydream a lot in the barber chair. And like after 20 minutes, I look up. I go, "Ah, short enough, dude." You know, because he's just getting everything right. And then he goes. All right, no problem. We'll just relax there. He goes, does the beard next. Every little thing and every little piece of my face, he's got to use the straight blade. and It's got this hot foam. I'm just going, dude, get me. I'm in an in and out kind of guy. I don't oh need the fancy works. That's why I come to a man's barber shop. I don't need to go to a salon and get every single thing done to me. But <laughs> yeah, the, the attractive like hot towel. He does the massage thing. Let's go. Dude, I don't need that. I don't need any of that shit. Just get especially. Me out of here. Here's the thing: if it's gonna be a half hour, yeah, do it. Go ahead. I, sure. I, I actually like that stuff. That that's kind of an added bonus to those places. But dude, part of the reason that everybody loves barbershops is because it's a one, two, three. You're in and out. It's, it's I know what the turnover. I'm, yeah, and it's not it's not salon style haircuts here. It's you're, you just want a, a barbershop haircut, but. He's learning what it should have been. There should have there should have been warning for you, like when they have like student driver stickers in the back yes. of, of those. Like you should have walked in his chair, so they said student barber, and then you would have known. Like ah, wait, you know, just like somebody who well, waits. But that's for the, the only other. That, that's the COVID thing, Sean. There's only one guy in allowed in the shop because it's a small barber. Oh yeah. So why they in there? Why they pick that guy? <laughs> I mean, he did everything. Yeah, he's a good barber. It's just he was very very time consuming so I, I that was my only complaint but we were we, we were we did get to talking he's a nice guy and uh I, I thought he was hitting on me at one point but i then again i was just like okay now was- andy needs to relax <laughs> <laughs> vigo vigo had to relax and then now andy has to relax <laughs> maybe i was overthinking it but yeah yeah we're talking sports and the, which is nice that's good barbershop conversation yeah, but uh, then he asked me if I he wanted. Nah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> he asked you if you want to go behind the dugout. Does that what you mean by sports? <laughs> he was like, he was like, can I smell your genitals? I was like, hey, what does that have to do with it? It's <laughs> pretty blatant. Yeah, Greg, blatant. get out of here. <laughs> yeah, when we're like, like because they do do the massager thing, and it's so yeah, funny. It's got, which is great, feels great, but it is still that little you know George Costanza thing where like I don't want a man touching me. You, <laughs> you know? wait, well, Andy, you get up out of the chair. You're like, I think it moved. I think it moved. I think it moved. Were you maybe while the massage was going on, he's just lightly kissing your neck? I was that's hitting maybe on you. That's a hundred percent. He's like, I'm just checking the haircut. Like, he's just behind you. <laughs> he's I'm just, just making sure. <laughs> I check it with my lips right behind your neck. Because you can, you can feel the fine hairs that I have to cut very finely. With my lips behind behind your neck, he was doing my ears and my eyebrows. By the way, that's a that's an old man trait that I have. Been. My ears I mean, and I I mean, forget it. It yep. is ungodly. Looking. I haven't. I just broke it, but I have a nose hair trimmer that and an ear oh, hair trimmer. That's the most painful thing in the world if you just try and rip one out on your own. No, no I oh, cry. Oh, I, I cry. Yeah, I do. I, I I yeah, I, I I do the same thing. I rip it out and I there's one like lone tear. On one oh. lone tear, like like a Native American in a commercial. Yeah. <laughs> a commercial so, uh, about litter. It was a good trip to the city. It did feel like a big day. I hadn't been in it in a while. <laughs> Dude, talk about, you said old guy shit with the ear hair. Talk about sounding old, going, yeah. I had a great trip to the city. <laughs> I got a haircut. My teeth clean. We went to a show. It was a matinee. It was a lovely day. <laughs> it was a lovely day. We had early bird dinner, and I was home by nine. I took my best girl on, I took on my, the town. <laughs> I took my best girl on the town. I put my pomade in my hair after the cut. <laughs> oh, dude, he almost put pomade. I don't like a barber who doesn't ask before he's going to put product. I'm not a product guy. And he goes, he, uh, he went for it. I went, no, 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 I'm good. I don't need any of that shit. Yeah. I, I think he's just the learning curve and he's a rookie. So 
I've been going to a salon near me in Astoria because I'm trying to not have my hair. (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry. Fuck off. (laughs) I apologize. No need to be mean. There's no need to be mean. Yeah, yeah. One minute he's saying I look great. I lost all the weight. The next minute, you bald fuck. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, also, this is an audio podcast, so they have to. But yeah, that's some of them, most of them probably know what I look like. But yeah, you're right. What for is right? What waste <laughs> of money would you say? Frivolous spending habits on my behalf? Is well, that that's mean? a good point. Salon does seem a little frivolous. No. Well, here's the thing, Andy. I was going to tell you why. Okay, I go to a sorry for salon. I go because if you do go to barbers, some uh, like especially with the hair that I have, the 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 fledgling amount of hair that I have on top of my head. Yeah. You come out looking like Seinfeld in the little boy haircut episode. Like you, like <laughs> right. it's awful. They like they brush it. They like make it look like barbers are like, oh, this guy has X amount of hair, and he's trying to trying to make it look like he's trying to cover his whole head. Salons will make you look classy while you're bald. Like they'll make it look like you're not trying too hard. That was my my goal. <laughs> no way, my Gino did that. <laughs> it's an Enzo. <laughs> So, um, what'd you go? So that's why I've been going there. Uh-huh. And part of the reason was because, because I'm dating, uh, uh, Megan, the, the lovely yeah. Megan. And, yeah. and at first I thought oh, she said something nice. about like, I'd like, I said something about getting a shaved, like shaving my head. And she was like, Oh, don't do that. And I was like, Oh okay. shit. So she's not into that. So I better keep with this haircut while I can, uh, you know, so I'm still somewhat attractive. So, yeah, uh, yeah. but then recently she was like, Oh, I don't. That looks good with a shade. She saw a picture where she was like, "Oh, that looks good." So Shush, I could. She's all over the map. I could. She's all over the map. I could go back to shaving my my head if I want to, yeah. which I probably will because I'm so used to it. Uh, and you know me, I'm not. You know, I haven't been a hair a regular haircut guy in a long time, and I'm losing it by the day. I do from growing it a little bit longer. I realize I do have more. I have more than I realized I had. I thought I was done for. If I do, it's not that bad. It's like it's bad. It's bald. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, you know, it's it's you're not bad. It's there's something there. But if I was if there was and nothing, you I wear it well, like there's some guys you, you do a comb over, they try and hold yeah, on. Yeah, that's you what don't I mean. Feel man. Like you're uh desperate in any way. Like it, you wear it well. It that's fits the you. whole point. That's the salon. That's the uh, magic of the salon. All right. <laughs> no way my Gino. I love how great <laughs> he goes. No way my Gino did that. <laughs> it's an Enzo. There's ladies' glasses. It's Enzo Malanati. <laughs> um, so I know you watched something this week, correct, sir? I did a real fun one. A real fun one. Uh, but I have a big, I have a big thing to talk about. I want to hear what you watched first, but I want to talk about. I did. I actually did something before COVID time normal, which you can imagine oh, for a movie podcast, baby, what it is. Girl. I I went to the movies, and I'd like to tell you about it. But uh, before I do. Please tell me what you uh, what you watched. I watched the Bob Odenkirk action packed thriller Nobody. Oh, that's what I went to go see in the movie theaters. Oh, no way! <laughs> I watched it at First, home like a lazy goon. They should have just called that uh, Dad Bod John Wick. I guess you could have called that like, <laughs> yes. like <laughs> very John Wickish. Well, it was John you know Wick. it was the guys who produced John Wick yeah. that produced yeah. it. Yeah, I and, heard there was going to be some sort of tie in maybe on the table, but. We'll see. That, that would be, be that would make it all the more worth it. That would make it because yeah. because that you know it would be great. You have a John Wick universe, and it's a showdown, Odenkirk versus John Wick at Ooh, some point, because yeah. he is from the other side of that. He's not the Russian mafia side, he's he's a law enforcement side. So if you had Odenkirk right. versus Wick, ooh, or Odin, or or a team up, there might be a team up. That would yep. be great. Yep. That'd be really great. But didn't you um, love it? I thought it was so much fun, and it I was really it. fun. It's exactly, it was great. it's exactly, yeah, it's exactly what you thought it'd be. Yep. Um, the big villain battle at the end did not last nearly as long as I thought it would. I thought it'd be like a, yeah, almost like a John Wick one, where it's he, John Wick's at the end of his rope and he's almost dead, and then comes back for some or beats him for some reason, and then he's limping away. Yeah. Odin Kirk had control from from the first battle in this, from the first fight on the bus. Odin Kirk. Even he was rusty for about 10 seconds and then he was just amazing the rest of the movie. Everything just worked out for this guy. Well, that was kind of the thing, though. There was it's this guy getting I don't want to spoil too much because it is a fun watch and it's still relatively new. Yeah, but, yeah, but check it out. Definitely. Bob Odenkirk has a uh, a background in violence, we'll say. So 
without giving away too much. It's him trying to, I guess, recapture some of that um, as the plot unfolds. But I would totally recommend it. I loved it. It was a quick moving action movie, hour and a half. You're in and out. It was great. And it was, I thought Bob Odenkirk did fun as like an action movie star. He's kind of not what you think, but he is such a good actor, man. He's such a talented fucking dude. One of my favorite parts of the movie, which you don't expect, is Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd and RZA. You're just like, this yeah. is great. <laughs> it's such a good little, like, like, okay. So, so a couple of times in the podcast, and I, maybe you tell me if I'm bullshitting with my theory about when I say this with certain movies, I always talk about intent with the movies, right? We brought yeah. it up with Con Air and that was, that was actually, we had, we, we had a discussion back and forth. I'm like, what was the intent of the movie makers? Were they in on it? Are the Fast and Furious people in on it? We've talked about it at length. Uh, nobody is a perfect example of everybody involved knew what it was from beginning to end. There was no ver- there was no derivation of going. No, maybe maybe he is uh, part of the Marvel universe. No, maybe he's maybe right. maybe maybe it's more about his relationship with his wife. They were like, nope, we know exactly what like, a guy, what some forty year old chubby fucking bearded guy wants to go see. Uh, in the movies, and we're going to do it in the best, the best succinct way possible, and entertain the shit out of you. And that's what happened. Like, and honestly, man, that's one of the hardest things to do in in movies is that, like, to, like when you nail it that hard, because because sure. it's it's a, it's a middle bar thing. Like, you're not sitting there going, "Oh my god, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen." But you're also like, it's, but it's also not totally. bad. It's not bad at all. But you're also like, I enjoyed it. Like, it was fun. Like. Yeah. Fun, I think, more than anything else, I think, I don't know if you agree. Like, right now, that's what we need. We need fun. Everything is so, yeah, so much serious. Fun. Like, right. even comedy is serious at this point, where people are getting mad at jokes all the time and this. So whenever you have something like this, where it's just straight-up fun, and, you know, fun I think I think it's really important. Bloody, yeah, uh, just great like, times. Dude, so that must have been fun in the theater, too. Now, let me ask you this. Did you get the popcorn? Did you do the whole experience, the snack bar? Well, no, I would have if I, I went late, so I would have, but uh, me doing the, the reason I lost weight is because uh, I'm, I've been doing intermittent yeah, fasting, so I stuck to it. Uh, and I, you know, so I, I, uh, I did not, but next time I go, as long as it's before 8 p.m., like I'm a fucking gremlin, I'm, I'll be able to. <laughs> <laughs> How did it feel being back in the seats? Good? Was it? Was, it was, it was, it was like, fantastic. They tie it was, off certain. And one of the great things for me is one of my least favorite things about movies before COVID was I, I think there was a, a the number of movie talkers in the theater was mm-hmm. growing by the day. I would go mm-hmm. and just hear little conversations all over while this movie's going on. And I would concentrate on like the noise more than I would on the movie. And I was trying to relax yes. with that. This, we were, I went to a 10 p.m. show on Broadway and 19th Street in Manhattan. There was four other people in the movie theater, two different couples, and me and my, my buddy Pat. And so you're and you're so far away from each other. It's like you're in the movie by yourself. But interesting part about it is, both couples left before the end of the movie. What? I couldn't believe it. We're sitting there going, "This is great." What are they crazy? Yeah, seriously. So it's a one of the couples I think was like so move. boozing. I think they wanted to they wanted to smash, as the kids say. Okay. They wanted to smash Andy. Yeah. So I think uh, that was one of the reasons for one of them. But the other one, I just saw them walk out, and I was like, "Why are you walking out for?" Did you stay through the credits? No, is there an added scene? There's a credit scene. Ooh, what, oh, what? Now I want to find out what it is. I'll probably look yeah, it up online. You can probably find it up online. I don't want to ruin it, but it leaves something open. So, well, even the ending leaves something open. I, and I guess yeah, that's a spoiler, but, but you know, it is a uh, very tough. Like I didn't. I was watching it at home, and then I usually do my little research after I watch a movie. I go and like read up on on it, you know the production. But so I was doing that. And that's how I knew about the credit scene. So I went back because I was able to because I rented it. Oh, right. Yeah. Because it's not a movie that would lead you to believe there's a post credit scene. No, it wouldn't. It just yeah. like ends. And then you go, OK, that was great. Let's move on. And it's like halfway through the credits. You go, oh, and it's not like uh, you're missing out on much. But, it, you know, just for closure, you should see it. I uh, one thing I love the idea of is that this becomes a universe. That'd be great if that's even yeah. if it's just even if it's just two characters. One of my I think it's the fun. Things, there'll be more at least. Uh, there'll definitely there'll be more. more. There'll be another one of these at least. You know, you, follow, you know, you make the follow up. It's called somebody. 
<laughs> yeah. You know, I'm serious. I'm not joking. Because he was yeah. nobody. Now he's somebody again. Now he's somebody. You know, yeah. you got it. Um, but the uh though. I <laughs> Andy just scooped. Andy scooped it. Move movie news, Andy. Scoop the new title of nobody becomes somebody. Um, I would not be surprised if they did that, but but look what they did with the M Night Shyamalan movies, but and then they just ruined that apparently. Like like what a what a great redeemable thing to happen to M Night Shyamalan where he's like, okay, now I create my own real world uh, uh, superhero universe, and then they did that movie that I tried to watch and I turned it off midway through. That right, right, right. So so yeah, things can go wrong, you know, when you, you, they get too um, too big for somebody's britches or something. But like. Uh, well, yeah, you always hear people go, uh, the script just got away from us. And you go, well, how does that happen? And then you go, it can happen. It's like these big Hollywood sure. pictures, you know, you got well, all these also, other influences. And- that's the thing. I think a lot of times in these movies, you know, I've never made a movie myself, but I've watched enough of them to realize I think it's a too many cooks in the kitchen thing. And I think absolutely that if, you, if you don't have a director who is like, no, 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 I'm the boss and this is my vision. Yep. And this is what we're going to do. Uh, at least while it's being shot and he's not getting the right stuff, then you're going to have movies just fall apart I think that Look happens at, a lot young a especially if you're a young director and you go well you got producers in the studio because it's very easy for somebody to be like hey you know you're nobody and we're putting up all the money so it's like well then you got to kind of take direction from the yeah. suits so but you got to have a little backbone if you want your vision to make it to the silver screen shawnee it happens with TV too, because you know one of the most anticipated things for me was when remember when Mulaney, John Mulaney, who uh, yeah. no, no secret, that's my favorite stand-up comic. I think the guy's brilliant. Um, he had a sitcom called Mulaney, and it was it was way after Seinfeld, obviously, but I think it was done in that same vein as Seinfeld. Like this mm-hmm. will be the next Seinfeld, and I think he's even said in interview. So I'm not speaking out of school here. He said, "I wish that I would have been more." assertive basically i wish yeah. i wouldn't have listened to all these people on what to do with the show because it didn't work out like after a few i think they only aired about six or seven episodes whatever it was and this is a guy who you know he's fine now obviously but i mean like mm. he is like imagine if he would have had complete control it probably would have been amazing oh, well, yeah. and then he learned that lesson and now everything he does i'm sure he's like yeah. nope I, I listen to myself and whoever i trust that kind of thing that's I the problem with this fine. business you know absolutely uh, and speaking of the biz, it is Oscar Sunday coming up. So this is the big Oscars episode, not a big Oscars episode, but we're going to do our picks. And uh, have you seen any of these films? No, I don't know. <laughs> Mikey, can you pull up the uh, just the we'll just do the big dogs. We don't need to go through the whole, you know, best foreign language feature from made from an immigrant. And uh, we'll just do the top. Top dogs, the supporting actors and actresses, the best actor and actresses, picture, director, and screenplays. So, all right, let's go through. Is this just one, two, three, four? You want to go best? You want to go best picture right away? Let's start oh, from the one. bottom if we can. You want to start from the bottom? All right, let's start uh, supporting. You want to do? Let's do supporting. Yeah, supporting through actor through best picture. That's it. The acting and the directing okay. ones. Yeah. All right, let's start with actor in a supporting role. So you got Sasha Baron Cohen in the which I who I think is having a banner year Oscar wise. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen in the Trial of the Chicago Seven. Daniel Kaluuya in uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Leslie Odom Jr. in One Night in Miami. Paul Racy in The Sound of Metal, and Lakeith Stanfield in Judas and the Black Messiah. I have only seen one of these movies, and I turned off Chicago Trial of Chicago Seven. Uh, that's the one you saw. I saw a sound of metal, which I'm going to say, I think just based off because there are buddies, uh, let's say Judas and the Black Messiah, Lakeith Stanfield's because the Lucas Brothers wrote Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. Um, That's going to be my yeah, pick for every. Seeing it, I'm going to go actually Daniel Kaluuya. Mikey, can you write these down for us? Or I'll write them down. No problem. You got it? Yes. All right, cool. I'm taking, uh, we're both taking Judas the Black Messiah, but I'm taking Daniel Kalua. I'm, I'm taking Lakeith Stanfield. Okay, great. And then actress, actress in a leading role. In a, uh, in actress a in a role. supporting role should be what? Uh, a little bit higher than that, right? Or can you just like, scroll you, in? You give Mush some time. He's got to write down. Oh, sorry. Really oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, buddy. Putting the pegs to him this year. 
Um, I love how they had to put the whole title of Maria Bakalova in for that subsequent movie film delivery of Virginia she got Drive nominated for an Museum Oscar movie. for that. Yeah, that's how you know it's a weird year, man. Not that I'm saying that Absolutely. wasn't a fun movie, but come on, why was she nominated for an Oscar for that? So uh, you also have, so you have Maria Bakalova, Glenn Close in Hillbilly Elegy, which I haven't even fucking heard of. Olivia Coleman in The Father, which I saw. Amanda Seyfried in Bank, which I saw. And Yu Jung Hyun in Minari, which I saw. Uh, without so Glenn Close, I'm going to write off because I just don't think it's her year, with, even without seeing it. Um, I know Maria Bakalova was a very popular pick, but they don't love to award comedies Oscars. Well, it's also, I don't think it deserved that. Like, it, 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 it's just, <laughs> I don't understand I, why I, it's even a pick. It's yeah. like, are we, are we losing our minds here? Like, like that, it's literally I, you know a, it's, why? A it's very political because it was the whole Rudy Giuliani thing. I think they like to stick it to those. Oh, you know? Come on, man! I'm gonna say huge young Keep Yoon some and dignity with this stuff. And I'm that's all for what I'm all for what happened with Giuliani. I think that's funny, but but like I think it's funny. I don't think it's sitting there. You, she's not. You're, you're putting Maria Bakalova next to Glenn ah, Close. I, come on, man! Like or uh, any of these? It, come on, that's crazy to me. Yeah. All right. It's like, so f- uh, I'm going Yu Jung Hyun Minari. That's my pick. I'll say uh, uh, I saw pick. Amanda Seyfried and Mank because I saw part of Mank, but I turned Mank off as well and never went back to it. I didn't love. I, I didn't think Olivia Coleman was that great. Um, um just I, supporting too, mind you. Yeah, this is supporting. I say Amanda Seyfried and Mank. Yeah, she was good. Um. Also, because you know she had to do that. Um. What are they called? The Mid Atlantic talk. You know, like the. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Gonna do like so that's hard to do, so that's why I'll give it to her. All right, sir. Let's go to um actor and actress. Actress in a sport a sporting role, actress in a leading role. Here we go. Let's do Viola Davis, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Andrew Day, United States of Billy Holiday versus Billy Holiday. Which I heard is not a good movie. Uh, Vanessa Kirby in Pieces of a Woman. Francis McDormand, Nomadland. Oh, I can't look at our favorite, anymore. our favorite Oscar speech ever. Um, Carrie Mulligan, who's great in Promising Young Woman. Uh, I saw a Promising Young Woman and I liked I it a it. lot. I liked it a lot. That yeah, it was a fun movie. Um, oh, we didn't talk about that at all. Promising Young Woman. I'll say Carrie Mulligan because she's great in it and she carries the whole movie. Like, yeah, it, she's it's it's it's. I don't know about these other ones, but I'll, you know, which I'm, I'm sorry for not being prepared, but uh, Carrie Mulligan yeah. is, is so there's nothing else. It's obviously centering around her and yeah. it's, it's, it's a, it's a really good movie. So Francis McDormand, no bad land. When I watch like, it's always sunny episodes on Hulu. Every commercial break is the fucking trailer for Nomadland and I can't fucking look at it anymore <laughs> dude so for that reason alone I'm not voting for her and I we have this is the weirdest Oscar picks and we're just picking it for <laughs> random reasons yeah uh, if we're just gonna go for competition here uh, I'm gonna say I, I'm gonna pick Andra Day because I just think they like to award people who don't necessarily uh, deserve it because of political reasons you can take that whatever way you want um. Okay, I think we all know what that means, and uh, <laughs> I'm just saying I don't. Th- I think I, I would like. Well, I would I, like Harry Mulligan to win, but I'm gonna pick Andrew Day. I think there was an issue with with the movie United States versus Billy Holiday. People were saying that there was problems with it, like so it might get black blackballed because I think there was some kind of like people thought it was a terrible movie, but I don't know if that's something else or I don't know. I have no idea, but I just I thought I heard something where it was like that it wasn't um it wasn't good. This is one of those years that I haven't really heard. Usually you're like the who who the front runner is, you know? Yeah. I, um, I don't know any of them for this year. I, I haven't heard any buzz. Um, you, you know, what? the ones that are usually the most fun, like Promising a Woman, I've heard a couple times talked about as a favorite, but that could be because it's fun and because of the topic. That's why when it comes to movie I think it's nominated. I'm probably going to go with that one, but let's go to the next. Let's go to actor in a leading role. All right. All right. Uh, Oh, wait. Oh, that's supporting. It's a tough one because I've seen almost all these and a lot of good performances here. Um, Riz Ahmed in Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins in The Father, Gary Oldman in Mank, and Steven Yoon in Minari. 
<sighs> I I'm gonna have to. Um, I'll always go for Gary Oldman. The guy's too good. I I, I, I and also I don't think he's ever won an Oscar, has he? I don't know off the top of my head. That seems criminal that he hasn't. Um, right. So I really hope it's Gary Oldman, and they 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 and they give it to him. I but, would love it for him to win, but I'm gonna pick Riz Ahmed in Sound of Metal. I think he was fantastic. He's awesome. You know, Riz he Ahmed. had to yeah. play the guy losing his hearing. Um, Anthony Hopkins. It was good in the Father. He was excellent in the Father. I wouldn't be surprised if he won that again. It's you know a, a guy playing. Uh, but put up put up against put up against these other ones. Do you think he holds up? I haven't seen Chadwick. You and said here's the, the movie. Thing. Yeah. Chadwick, you know they love to give a posthumous. Oh yeah, so it'll probably be that, right? It's got to be so, that because uh, and because yeah, nobody can I, ever, nobody's going to complain about that shit. <laughs> also, no, he's he's a great actor. He's an amazing actor. Man, what a sad great actor! And this is again, this is the one I haven't seen on the list. So isn't I can't that brutal? Really speak to it. Isn't that brutal that guy died? Like, also, oh what a what yeah. a classy way, what a classy guy that he like. He actually kept something private in this day and age where it's like very cool. He kept it private yeah. for like a year, whatever yeah, it was, a the, year, you know, and he was sick. It's like because it was his business. You know what I'm saying? Like it kind of yeah, proved I mean, to I, listen, how much being a victim is the number one thing you could be now, and you get all sorts of sympathy. And he did a very classy thing, and it is very sad because he was a great actor and. Again, nobody's going to complain. Is he the most deserving? I don't know. I haven't seen Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, so well, I can't right. really if, say. If but. Marina Bakova was was nominated, then they can give this to Chadwick Boseman because he died. Like it's like I, <laughs> that. I have more respect for than nominating yeah. Marina for that fucking comedy film. Sure. Come on, man. Like that's batshit crazy. If you're doing that, if it's for political reasons because of the Giuliani thing, then 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 uh, this has lost all credibility to me. I like think, it, it's yeah. crazy to me. No, I don't think she's actually going to win. I think it was just a yeah, but nom. still, it's like you know how it got nominated yeah, for Best Picture though, dude. But, oh my God, why? I, it's yeah, all because we'll of that there. scene. We'll You're right. But here's the thing, man. This there used to be a lot of a lot of respect or a lot of dignity in these nominations. Even it was a big deal to be nominated. So if I was a serious actor and I saw that she was nominated for that thing, I'd be like. What am I doing with my life? Like I'd be like, right. gee, at least the the last bastion of dignity was like Oscar nominations and Oscar wins. Like that was like, hey, that's the award we can kind of uh, be excited about. But like now, it's like, oh, they're just doing it because she had Giuliani on button his pants, got him. It's like, so you. I, I was using that as one example. I just. But no, I think that's. I think you're right. I think that's the reason why. What that is because it's not like she did some tremendous acting job. It's actually kind of corny. It was like she was going over the top. Like that was kind right, of the point right, of right. the acting job. Jesus. Yeah. Of course. Ugh. All right. It's like so in that case. A, in that case, Andy. In. Hold on. In that case, can we can we uh, can we nominate Eric Andre for uh, for his movie? Can he be nominated for an Oscar for Best Actor? <laughs> My buddy Eric Andre for the movie he made, which is the same thing as the fucking Borat movie, but probably did it right. better. What's that one called right. again? What's it Bad called trip. again? Bad Trip. Can we just can we just nominate him and and uh, uh, the other guy for for fucking that? It's the same shit. It's like, but no, you shouldn't because it's not real fucking acting. I agree. Uh, so what are you, you going to lock in one here? Yeah, I'm going to lock in. Uh, I, I want Gary, my, my pick, my want is Gary Oldman, but, but, do, but in my actual pick, I think they're going to give it to Chadwick Boseman. I agree. Chadwick Boseman. All right. You know what? Just for the interest of sport, right? Give me Riz Ahmed. Mush. You might be right though. I think you might be right. Yeah. I don't know. They're good. Uh, yeah. It's so it, it, believe me. It's, <laughs> It's so, so we've got actor. Did we do best supporting actor? Let's do supporting. Or no, we did, right? Or we no, did we supporting actor. We did yeah, supporting yeah, actor. Yeah, yeah we, now we go over to a uh, movie. Ooh, ooh, Here we go. Oh There's a bunch God, of them. We got The Father. We got Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, Mank. Mank. We got Minari. Nomadland. Promising Young Woman. Sound of Metal. And The Sound Trial of, metal. of the Chicago 7. The trial of the Chicago 7. Now, my pick, what I want to win is Judas and the Black Messiah because our buddies wrote it. I really want that it? to happen. No, I, I want to check it out, though. Well, how, do you, how are you going to pick? I mean, yeah. I that's not my nice pick. Judas. That's not my pick. I, what I think is going to win is Promising Young Woman, but I think really? it's based because I just think of what's too. Yeah, what? I know. I, I just. Like, think I about how, like many, how many points. People and, yeah, but, but they that, are very left-leaning and PC and. But I mean, like, uh, also because it's like it is a good movie. So yeah, should it, it is win? a good movie? Probably not. But like, um, but I think it will. So my pick is promising a woman. But I want Judas and the Black Messiah to win because I don't care how it is. My 
I, I like the Lucas brothers. They're my, my friends and they, they, they're good guys. And, they're, yeah. and, I, and I, and I heard it's amazing on top of it. I don't know why I haven't got around to seeing it. Probably because I'm racist. I'm pretty sure that's probably that's why I haven't exactly seen it. what it is. Very, 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 very racist. This is a really tough one. I don't think it's going to be bank. I'm going to try and do no, I don't think it's going to be bank because I, I love it's be the father. Um, I, I haven't seen no bad land, but, uh, God, I, I can't deal with another Francis McDormand speech. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's going to be Trout Chicago 7. I think it's between Sound of Metal, Promising Young Woman, Judas and the Black Messiah. As, as, as nice as, as cool as Minari was, I don't just don't think it's got best picture kind of written on it. Uh, I actually think it might be Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, but I want to pick Promising Young Woman because I liked that one the best. I enjoyed Sound of Metal a lot, but I am also going to pick Promising Young Woman there. For, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Judas and the Black Messiah. So Promising Young Woman for me. Give me a PYW uh, vote. Oh. <laughs> PYD, PYW. And Pretty I young. will tell you this much. I do think uh, we're going to go the director now. Uh, I can't recall. It's a uh, not well director. Oh, you have to team them up. You know, not necessarily. There's been plenty of opportunity uh, um, examples of of directors and not necessarily winning. Uh, That's got to be picking. a bummer, right? Your movie wins, but you yeah. don't. That's got to be a bummer. I do think Emerald Fennel is going to win uh, for best director. I think it's going to be a woman. I think it's going to be her. And yes, that's why I think the movie will win too. I think they'll both win. Yeah, but I I could see another movie winning best picture and her winning best director. It's happened before. It's kind of it's it's a promising young woman. When I saw it, it's way more complicated than I thought it'd be. I thought it was gonna kind of be like uh, John Wick for date rapists. That's what I thought. Right, it was. Right, and, right. And no, really, it really wasn't. Nice the, the the promising young woman in the in, she has major faults in the movie. Like she's not. Some she's not uh, infallible at all, which is yeah. great, and I did not expect. Well, he, and it, it made it made it made it really interesting. Also, the the, the plot, what you know, the, the what happens overall is you don't ex you don't really see that coming per se. It's great. Um, here's it's, an example. Another round, you got the director nominated, and it's not nominated for best picture. I tried to watch that this week, and I couldn't find it. I think they took it off demand because I heard it was great. Um, oh yeah, I have so the out. nominees for best director is Thomas Vinterberg for another round, David Fincher for Mank, Lee Isaac Chung for Minari, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, and Promising Young Woman, Emerald Fennel. That's my pick right there. Give me Emerald. Uh, the same Emerald thing, Isle. Emerald. We got, we're, we're we're both in the same the movie and director. I I think it's gonna win. Uh, and if it doesn't. It, like it's one of those things where how much of these things are being picked for political reasons? You have to like, yeah, maybe it's not over the top, but this is like the promising a woman is the perfect thing where they can go. No, it wasn't just for political. It was it was actually a good movie on top of it. You know? Yeah, agreed. All right, let's do screenplays. Mush adapted and original. Boy, there's so many fucking things here. The uh, yeah, there's so many oh, topics. Like a lot of documentaries this year. Jeez, Louise. Sound. <laughs> Here we okay. go. Adapted screenplay. The Father, Nomad Land, One Night in Miami. Uh, the White Tiger. What is One Night in Miami? I, I can't even remember it. It's when it's about um it's uh when uh, it, it's one night where two uh prominent black leaders met up like it, um it might be like where it's like uh Sam Cook and I don't want to butcher this by saying who it is like and like Malcolm X were in the same room together and my it was something like that like oh, I don't know right, if it's right, I don't right, know if it's right. fictitious or not I don't know if it's fictitious but it's, uh, I think it's, I think it actually happened. And then this is the recounting of the night, whatever. I I'm actually, actually going to give it to Borat. To be honest, I, what? There's so much love for Borat this year. It got all these nominations. I think they're going to give them something for screenplay. <laughs> How many fucking names are up there? Also, why one, is it adapted two, three, screenplay? Four, it's like, I have that, no idea. How, um, I know. Isn't that the most original thing ever? Yeah. It's them, it's them riffing the whole movie. I just want to hear them call. 
And winner, Borat's subsequent movie film, <laughs> Delivery of Prodigious Bride to American Regime for Make Benefit, One's Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan, screenplay by Sasha Baron Cohen and Anthony Hines and Dan Swimer and Pete Bader and Erica Rajinova and Dan Mazur and Jenna Friedman and Lee Gern. Story by Sasha Baron Cohen, Anthony Hines, Dan Swimer, and Nina Pedrad. That's I want to hear them say that whole thing. Wait, is that Jenna Friedman, the comedian? Yes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Isn't she funny? <laughs> yeah, she's really funny. Um, well, yeah, I, man, I don't. Yeah, I, I hope she wins. Nina Padrad is. She's also a comic, I think, right? Nina it's uh, um, Nassim Padrad's sister. Oh, uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um. Oh, that's funny. I didn't know. Well, I've, I've only seen the father out of these and Borat. So. Uh, uh yeah i, I guess you can assume i i don't know maybe the father because didn't you say it was like a, it was a play right yes it was it was adapted yeah, so maybe that maybe so that'll win you know it was good I, writing I, the, bi- the big good. ones the movie's the big one the, the the best picture and i really hope that they stick to the whatever whatever um honor that the oscars have left i think best picture you can't screw around on no, but agreed. if promising a woman what you promising young woman won it nobody would bat an eye because i think it was it's what you want what you want in like a, an oscar movie and honestly i think i think you're right i think that it's it's competition this year because of everything that's going on um it's competition was kind of lacking you know because there was no like when you get the heat for these movies they, they they're building up the heat they're building up the the um yeah but scroll down to original that can't happen if nobody's going to see movies you know yeah <clears throat> So now, now you got our. Here's our friends are real nominated for the screenplay. I would even Penny go with Keith. this with promising young women. I think, or or yeah, I I would even really? go with that. I think it's written really well. I think that's part. That's one of the strengths of it. I think so her character the is is written really well. Yeah, uh, Minari, promising young woman, sound of metal, and tragic. I'm gonna give this one to Juice of the Black Messiah actually. Oh yeah, that's the one I should have said because. Uh, yeah, Kenny Lucas and Keith Lucas. That's our buddies. I'm so excited. I hope that wins. I hope that actually that's the one I want them to win. <laughs> that's the one I think they should win is this one. I, but I but who knows what'll actually win, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh so there you have it. The screenplays, that's you got the, the films, uh, you got all big of it. Ones. And we're that's very we're very that's a big boy. We're very uninformed. So yeah, uh, know, this, this is, is not a great year. This is the most uninformed Oscar uh, picks ever. That, um, I don't think it was a podcast. great year for movies, though. Obviously, we had a crazy, wild, wackadoo year. So there's no fault in the movie makers because uh, movies just for obvious reasons couldn't really get made. That being said, the ones that did um, were OK. I didn't, you know, like. Promising Owen was great. Is it going to be one of my favorite movies of all time? No, but I enjoyed it a lot. But that being said, it's like none of these are ever going to. I'm probably going to really remember for the rest of my life. You Do know you see I mean? any like, of these? It's passing... not a 94. It's not a 75 or a 77. You know, it's like, yeah. Do you I don't see any, see any of... classics out of this. Do you see any passing the flip test when they make it to television? Um, With what I've seen? No, no, not at all. I don't either. Uh, well, yeah, well, I think it, uh, I think we'll see what happens. I think, you know, it's so funny. It's going to be like more people watching the Oscars than realize these movies were out, you know, cause nobody was paying attention. Yeah. Agreed. So I think, I think a lot of people, this is going to be, the Oscars are going to be the first time. A lot of people are like realizing these movies exist. <laughs> and what are they doing? Are they doing like zoom acceptance speeches? They've got to, right? Probably. Or they might have a limited attended event, maybe. Or, no, they, they, they're they having an event. Uh, um, uh, the Lucas Brothers told me that uh, it's just on nominees and their guests. That's it. All right. Isn't that what it always is? <laughs> All right. No, no, I guess there's a lot. No, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like 10,000. It's like an insane amount of people. Right. It's like they'll invite like uh, Ernest Borgnine's ghost. Like they they invite everybody. <laughs> to- <laughs> Rato Rizzo? <laughs> they invite everybody to that freaking thing. So this will be a much smaller event. So it'll be talk about Hollywood exclusive, baby. Yeah, Ooh, talk about right. VIP list, kid. Woo! Well, I just I like to tune in and see the winners, and then I flip right away because I you know can't what? take these speeches. Considering the uh, the Lucas brothers, you know, they wrote this movie. Um, do you think me and you should write our own uh, movie? Sure. What do you want to call it? Would it just be called Snacks well, wanna... Snacks After Midnight? <laughs> <laughs> 
Snack bar. That's a good name for a movie. Snack, snack bar. <laughs> Home snack bar. Uh, yeah, we could definitely write a movie. Uh, we could, we could talk about our struggles as uh, middle aged and um, middle aged white dudes with beards. It's tough. It's it's really tough. It's so hard. Andrew, this has been nothing but a pleasure, my friend. Always. Uh, can you please tell the people? Can you tell them where I will be on May sixth to the tenth? Please tell them right now. Thank you. May sixth to the tenth. Yes. Where will I be on the road? I'm going to do road road gigs, Andy. Can you please give them my oh, plugs? No. You should have them committed to memory, Andy. Yeah, your dates. I know the dates. <laughs> we're together. I'm going. Wow. <laughs> I'm just fucking. With what do you, you got? A four nighter. Uh, I'm going to be in Arizona in Phoenix uh, at the House of That's Comedy. A Ooh, it's five now. Well, I'm going home six to the tenth. I mean, I'm going home on the tenth. So uh -huh. it's six to the ninth. Um, so please come check me out there. Also, me and Andy, we will be tell them uh, May first. We'll be in May Oxford, in Oxford, Pennsylvania, June twenty fourth. You and I are at Soul Joel's, and yes. uh, I will be. I've got dates coming. I, I'm bad with mine off the top of my head. So go to andyfury.com. Andy's going to Omaha. I know that. I just don't know the yes. dates. Tomorrow, me and Joe List. Absolutely. Uh, it's going to be a fun time. I had to change my date. I'm actually going. Uh, I'll be back there headlining later in the year. But uh, Colleen Quinn is one of the great owners. She said, I know I fucked this up. If you want a feature, I and still uh, I don't want to get behind the whole thing. But so I'm going to be there twice this year. So let's be honest. Andy, she she saw a video and she's like, I should yeah. just have Andy. Feature. <laughs> he should just feature. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I am going to be there this weekend. If you're in the Omaha area, um, uh, the, uh, you can always follow me at Andy Fiore on Instagram and Twitter and check out my dates at andyfiore.com. And you can see and hear my radio show on Sirius XM Raw Dog 99. It is the Raw Report every Thursday at 4 p.m. And while you're on the channel, might as well log in 24 hours prior to that because Sean Donnelly has a show. Wednesdays at 4 p.m. on Sirius XM Raw Dog 99 called Celebrate every Wednesday at 4 p.m. That is correct. And also, the show has some social media. We have at the DYM podcast yes. on Instagram and Twitter. Please check that out. Also, check out uh, at the laugh button and all those things, too, because they've been a huge help. Um, and check out uh, Buster Palm, our very own Buster Palm, who oh, everybody BP. loves. <laughs> BP, baby. And his social media is... Uh, at Mike V. Suarez. At Mike V. Suarez. I wasn't sure if it was Michael V. Suarez or it was Mike V. Suarez. At Mike V. Suarez and all your social media needs. And Andy, did you give your socials? I did. At Andy Fury. Just type in the name. And I am at Shawnee Time, S-E-A-N-Y-T-I-M-E, -E, because if you're reading my tweet, it's Shawnee Time. That's why Shawnee I say that. Time. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, we really appreciate Good you listening. Life. And we will see you next time. Bye. We love you so much. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.